0: This is The Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 288, starting or restarting in the new year. If you're looking for ways to bring more joy into your running and you want to be a physically and mentally stronger runner, you're in the right place.
1: This is The Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right. So it is the new year and it's time to start off on the right foot. 2023. 2023. Happy new year, everybody. So glad you guys are here listening to the Real Life Runners podcast. We appreciate you guys. Um, All of you that spend time with us on your run in the car if you've ever shared the podcast with a friend or on social media we just want to stop and say thank you um, for helping us to spread the podcast and really spread our mission of helping people become physically and mentally stronger runners
1: yeah i mean if you shared and liked and reviewed we are definitely sending that thank you we thank all of you but you know special ones to those who liked and shared and reviewed
0: well because they go out of their way to help of course i think is you know and we might not know Exactly. Those of you that have done this or have not done that, except for those of you that have like left us a review with your name on it, um, which thank you so much. But we just want to know that even if it is a, an act of kindness that goes unseen, we... So, so much appreciate that from you. So thank you for taking that time. It really is a fast process. So if you haven't yet, we would love for you to leave us a review over on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you like to listen to us. Yes.
1: And we just say thank you to all of our listeners, though.
0: Absolutely. So Happy New Year. If you guys haven't caught our last episode, well, actually, we had a bonus episode this week. Um, That was a great episode with Elizabeth Knight. But if we go back to last week's episode with the two of us, episode 286, Mm -hmm. we talked about our goals and our visions for 2023 and that's really where we like to start a new year is really dreaming big thinking about all the things that we want to accomplish and today, we'd like to take that a step further because we know that in the new year, there are people that may have fallen off the proverbial wagon at the end of last year, Sure, right? Or maybe at some point last year.
1: And that's really what we want to cover is- Or maybe years ago. Yes. Who knows? Somewhere along the way, things may have gone a little bit off the rails. Maybe right right at the end of the year, maybe there was a holiday Mm -hmm. slip up. Maybe it started partway through the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was 2022. Somewhere (laughs) there was, there was a gap. And now it's the start of the year. You're like, all right, let's go for it.
0: Right. And so today we really want to talk about getting back into it. And we're going to come at this in different angles, three different angles. So even if you were consistent, we want you to stick around because we've got stuff for you too. Okay. So this episode is for you. If you have been kind of plagued by inconsistency, you've kind of fallen off the wagon, gotten back on, fallen off, gotten back on. Um, so we're going to talk to three different groups of people in this episode. So you just have to kind of figure out which one of the three <laughs> you are so you can figure out what action steps you need to take now to move you forward. Okay. For, from wherever you are right now. Okay. So there are the three groups that we're going to be talking to today. Are group number one is those of you that have not run in more than three months or have been inconsistent with your running. Okay. Maybe you've, you've done a couple runs here and there. Um, but essentially it's been more than three months that you've had any sort of consistency, consistency in yeah. your running. And believe me, I have fallen into this trap before, okay? After my second child, I was inconsistent for about three years. Like there would be some weeks I would be great. I'd get in my runs and then there would be other weeks, that, you know, week after week where I would get in maybe one, maybe none, maybe two, right? So I understand what it's like to be inconsistent to, and to be in this category. And, and for me, it was a very frustrating place to be. Um, And I wanted to get out of it, but I just couldn't. And there was a couple of different reasons for, you know, for that, and we're going to talk about that today. And then, group number two are those of you that have been inconsistent for a month or less. So this is, you know, the holiday crowd. This typically, is the holiday crowd, right? Like, so you you were consistent with your running. Maybe you did a race. Um, there was a lot of races like right before the holidays. You know, like the yeah, New York City Marathon was double
1: whammy. Of, well, I think big race and the holidays started. So, you know, right December.
0: Right. And so then December happened, right? So, and and maybe you just got inconsistent a little off the wagon in the month of December, but essentially you've, you had consistency and then you've just been inconsistent for a month or less. And then group number three are those of you that, are consistent you're consistently running right now but maybe you have a new goal on the horizon and you want to figure out what are the action steps that i need to take so that i have the best chance of achieving that goal so last week was a lot about vision and goal setting and those kinds of things Today is going to be a little bit more action related we did talk about that concept last week when we talked about the difference between process goals and outcome goals um, but we're going to take that one step further today
1: all right. So first group, the group that has been uh the the least consistent. Your your gap is the longest since you've been consistent. Mm-hmm. So at least three months, it's it's been a while. And it could have been longer than that. It's fine. Right. The key here is that that acceptance of it's been a while since I've been a little consistent. So one of the big mistakes that people in this group tend to to fall into, one of the ones that pops up all the time is immediately signing up for a race. Yep because then that race dictates your timeline of when you have to reach whatever standard you've set for yourself.
0: Right, so they think to themselves, like people that fall into this, and I know that I was in this group, like I said, they think like, I just need something to get me motivated. I just need to something, some sort of motivation to get me back on track. So a lot of people choose a race and they think, okay, this race is going to help me to reestablish my motivation. And I think that there's probably more than a few of you right now that are nodding your heads or kind of laughing or you know raising your hand a little bit here because you know you've done this, right? And if you're not in this category right now, you may have done it in the past because (laughs) this is a very common mistake that a lot of runners make is that they're like, okay, I need to reestablish consistency. So therefore, I'm going to pick a race and that's going to force me to be consistent, right? But a lot of times what happens is that that leads them to jump into a training plan that they're not quite ready for, right? And that leads to a whole host of problems. But the, the second mistake that we see a lot of people in this category making is not necessarily putting a race on the calendar, but deciding, okay, you know what? I'm going to get right back into it, and I'm going to work out every day for like an hour, right? Yeah,
1: the big approach.
0: Yeah, it's like go big or go home yeah. to Keep me on track. And again, keep, get me motivated. It's
1: that consistency of like, I need to be not just like kind of consistent, but I'm going to work out every single day for the entire month of January. Right. Which it's just, it's setting yourself up for any slight issue being now perceived as a failure. Right. Like if you miss. Any of the days, if you're like, no, 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 I have to work out every day of January for a full hour. If you miss one of them, now it looks like a failure in your head. It's not, but it it looks like it.
0: And that's the problem with the all or nothing approach, right? Because if
1: it's not all, then it's nothing.
0: Correct. And so when people decide, okay, I'm going to work out every day now for an hour, right? It's not just like every day. It's not just five days a week. It's not just three days a week. It's like every day. And it's going to be like, I'm going to lift and do cardio every single day, right? It's like, it's that all or nothing mindset. And a lot of times what happens is that they fall off the wagon really quickly because it's too much and it's too big of a change. Like And like you said, you miss one thing and it just like screws up the whole, the whole idea.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's a big thing. Maybe you're solid for a week and then you miss like the second Monday and you're like, well, I mean, I missed day eight. So, And they
0: told me I was never allowed to miss Monday. Right.
1: So I might as well, (laughs) I might as well scrap the rest of the month. Right. That's the problem with the all or nothing is as soon as you hit a, 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 stumbling block in Mm -hmm. there, you you don't have anything that's driving you to get back on it the next day because the setup was I have to get every single day. So if you miss one, Mm -hmm. why would you bother getting back on it the next day? You've already set yourself up for failure. So you're done with it. It's I I don't like the all or nothing approach.
0: Well it's it's just
1: (laughs) I strongly don't like this Yeah,
0: neither one of us (laughs) do because it rarely works for any human. You know, a lot of times if you do have that all or nothing mindset, it can lead to falling off the wagon very quickly. So what we want, if you are identifying with this group of people, if you have been inconsistent for three months or more and inconsistency the way that I'm defining it um, for this podcast episode is... Running or working out less than three days a week. Okay, I think yeah, that okay. that's a pretty good good definition yeah. off the bat here. Well, everybody has their own definition of what of consistency course. is, but that's that's what I'm working with here. So, if you're running or working out less than three times a week for more than three months, this is um, this is where you would find yourself in group one here. Okay, so if you find yourself here in group one the most important thing is to start where you are right now and to get a very accurate picture of that where you are right now and luckily we actually have a free resource for you that can help you with this it's called our running snapshot you can head over to the website realliferunners.com forward slash snapshot and get the free copy um of that that can help you kind of assess where you are right now in your running and the reason it's so important to know where you are is that you need to start your training where you are right now for you to have the best chance of success. And a lot of times people either overestimate their level of fitness or they underestimate their their level of fitness. And that can lead to either overtraining or undertraining, which aren't going to give you the best results either way. Okay. so if you have a really good idea of where you are right now, that's going to allow you to figure out, okay, what's the best way for me to get back into it and to reestablish that consistency that I want?
1: yeah it's it's knowing that initial point that's that excellent plug for the the free resource it's a really it's a quality resource it's a great plug that you put in there but this is also good really for any category is to start the year off make sure that you know actually where you are however long that break was or maybe you've been consistent but you're taking a different uh you want like a new approach to this year the snapshot's phenomenal for everybody um and that snapshot then leads to the next part of this is full acceptance of where you are, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love what you have written in our outline here. Is you don't have to be proud of where you are. You don't have to love where you are. Right. You simply have to accept that that's where you are. Mm-hmm. You can't beat yourself up over this. There's right. no re- you're not going to gain anything from being like, oh man, I can't believe I let myself get to this. That's not productive. But. Fully acknowledging where it is. I think that's what a lot of people do. If they've been inconsistent for several months, they don't want the acceptance part. Mm -hmm. So they skip over the whole actually taking stock of where they are. The snapshot's a great way to not skip any of the important things about what kind of shape you're actually in. Be like, eh. I've been running a couple of days a week. I could probably handle a plan like that. No, no, no. Actually write it out on paper and see where you are and then accept that that is your current starting point before you figure out how to move forward from there.
0: Right, and try to remove the judgment around it because I think that that's one of the things that kind of holds a lot of people back from doing this, from accurately assessing where they are because there's a level of judgment. Like you said, You know, if you've fallen off consistency, you're like oh i can't believe i let that happen you know how could i how could i do this to myself you, there's this level of like guilt and shame that can come along with that and so what we're encouraging you to do is just understand that there doesn't have to be that level of judgment there you can okay. simply objectively assess where you are and be like okay this is day one. This of, is where yeah. <laughs> right. This is day one of my new training plan, of my new journey towards consistency. Like I saw a um a reel the other day on Instagram from The Rock, who is he asked one simple question. Um, and he said this is one of the things that he has on his wall to motivate him. And it's simply one day or day one. Nice. Right. So think about that for a second. One day or day one, right? What do you want today to be for you? Do you think that, oh, one day I'll get back in shape, one day I'll train for that half marathon, one day I'll be a consistent runner again, or is today day one for you? And I think that's the number one thing where acceptance comes in, is that accepting, okay, here, this is it, this is where I am, and today is day one. And if I wanna make progress, I need to accept that and then move forward from that.
1: Yeah, I like the approach of. It also suggests that every day can be day one. Mm -hmm. It also suggests, like the other side, the the one day, everything's just one day. Like no day has to be more substantially important than the next. Mm -hmm. Like we put all this stuff around the start of the new year, and we talked about a couple episodes back about why the new year is mentally an easy time to make a good start, but it's still just one day. Mm -hmm. Like you can start your your new routine by the time you're listening to this it's i mean we're recording it after january 1st so this is certainly not going to be heard on january 1st so maybe the first week of the year didn't go great mm-hmm. like i you hear this all the time like how are you supposed to start your brand new exercise routine when you stayed up well past midnight on the 31st right. like the first does not seem like the best day to start the crazy hardcore new exercise routine. You're exhausted, and you might have been partying a little hard the night before, yeah, so that just it seems like a rough way, so just just get started, yeah, but know where you are to start,
0: yeah, and choose your day, right when you do decide which day you're going to start, whether that's today or tomorrow or the next day, I I would encourage you not to put it off too far. You don't have to Mm -hmm. wait till Monday. You don't have to wait till the first of the month. You don't have to wait until your birthday, right? Like just pick a day and decide to start. When you do decide when that is, I want you to start with time and effort not pace and distance, especially if you've been a runner in the past. Okay. Good extra. Right. Because if you've never been a runner, you might not know what any of the, you know, pacing and distance and all these things are. Maybe you're new to the running world. If that's you, welcome. We're glad you're here. Everyone can be a runner. All you have to do is decide to be a runner. Okay. And you're in a great place here. We're going to take very good care of you here on the podcast to educate you on all the ways of becoming a physically and mentally stronger runner but especially if you've been a runner in the past, don't worry about your pace. Don't worry about your distance. Just decide, you know what? Today, I'm going to go out for 15 minutes and I'm going to run at an easy pace. And if I need to walk a little bit, I'm going to I'm going to walk a little bit because your body does not know pace and distance. Your body doesn't know, oh, I went out and ran five miles. Your body knows, oh, I went out and I ran for 45 minutes or I ran for an hour and I, I ran at Kind of a, a moderate level it was that felt hard that's what your body understands that's the language that your body speaks it knows how long you were out there on your feet and it knows how hard that effort level felt right so if you're at zero if you've currently not been running at all not been working out at all starting with 15 minutes, 10 minutes is a perfect place to start. Like I had this conversation with my mom all the time because she'll (laughs) be like, Ang, what do I need to do? I'm like, mom, you know what to do. Like you, like you always know, always know, like just go out for a walk, like start with 10 minutes. Oh, Oh, my knee's starting to bother me again. Do you have some exercises? Of course I do. I've given (laughs) them to you 27 times and it's fine. And I, you know, I try, God bless my mom. I love her to death, but I I try not to get frustrated, right? Because she's asked me so many times and it's like, okay, well, you know what to do. And I told her the other day when she was here, I showed her three exercises and she's like, okay, well, what else? I go, nope, that's it. I'm giving you three exercises. That's all I want you to do. Once you get consistent with those, then we'll give you more. Start consistently walking three times a week for 10 minutes. Once you're consistent with that, then add on, right? Like start smaller then you think you need to so that you can be successful at that thing because then you will start building up those small wins and when you build up small wins you will start to feel more motivated to continue them yeah
1: i mean then everything actually seems like you can actually do it yeah it's the complete opposite of i need to work out every single day and it has to be for an hour Mm -hmm. it's it's the whole idea of You know, I just need to establish what feels like consistent for me. Well, if you've been doing nothing, then exercising three times a week for several minutes during those days that is, that's a huge step forward. So it's fine going all in, super all out on, on day one, two, and three, and then being exhausted and hating it and being so sore on day four that you don't want to do it ever again. That's not a setup for success.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the classic story of the tortoise and the hare, right? Who wins the race? The hare goes out full sprint and gets so tired and has to lay down on the side of the road and take a nap. And then the tortoise who just kind of slowly makes his way from the start to the finish, never needing a break because he just took it nice and easy and paced himself the whole way. He made it and he won the race. Right. And people like, Oh yeah, the tortoise and the hare, but like, it's, I mean, that's truth. There's so much Mm -hmm. truth to that old fable, right? It's so important for you to start with something manageable, right? Because if you haven't been running, suddenly running five days a week might be too much for you. It might be too much for you both physically and mentally. And when it's too much for you physically, you feel much more tired. So then mentally, it becomes a larger hurdle, a bigger obstacle for you to get back out there the next day.
1: Yeah, no, you need a mental hurdle that's really, really low. exactly. Because the physical challenge, especially of going from a very inconsistent to building some consistency, that's going to be physically straining anyway. So lowering the mental hurdle as low of a bar as you can is going to help because you already have the physical hurdle. Right. Keep the physical hurdle relatively low. Make sure that mental one is also nice and easy for you to get over.
0: Exactly. And like, to me, this is like, trying to cook a five-course menu if you haven't mastered a grilled cheese sandwich.
1: Solid metaphor. Right?
0: Like, I, I I say this with so much love in my heart for those of you that are like me that had no cooking skills growing up. Like, my family used to make fun of me and say that I would be the one to burn water. Like, I could make, like, craft mac and cheese. Um, I could make... A grilled cheese sandwich. I could, that, that is one that I definitely sure. mastered in high school. Um, but beyond that, it was, I was pretty sad in the kitchen. And now I would consider myself a very good cook. Um, I, I enjoy cooking. I like cooking and baking and all the things, but I didn't get here from, from, nowhere right like i had to build, there was build, a up. build up there was a slow build i had to build my repertoire i had to learn um you know i remember when i was like looking up what it meant to saute I'm like what is saute and yes. it's like oh i just frying in oil in a pan okay <laughs> like i didn't know what some of these terms even meant when i was looking up recipes and so obviously i'm not going to be sous-vide things when i can't when i don't even know what the word saute means Ooh, sous-vide. Ooh, sous-vide um so start with something manageable okay and this is like when i was inconsistent when i was telling you guys um back when my daughter was was born i had to start with a program i had a calendar laid out for me so that i knew exactly what workouts i needed to do i actually did one of the like video dvd programs mm-hmm. to get myself back into it um, but it was something that i felt was really manageable it wasn't like the hardcore exercise DVD. It was a very gentle, like yoga and Pilates-based program that I'm like, okay, this I think I could commit to because it wasn't too much. And sure enough, like I did that eight-week program and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this, right? And then I reincorporated running into the program. Like, and so then it was just step-by-step. I started running again. And then I was doing running and um, like the yoga program and the strength program. And then I just slowly started to reincorporate strength training and running and yoga and all the things until I had my plan built to where I was consistent and I was really loving what I was doing every day.
1: Right. Which goes right back to the very first thing that we said on this is the all or nothing approach. When you start working out, you don't have to do all the things every day, but you started with strength. I, if I completely fell off the wagon, I would come back and I would start with running because that's, that's mentally an easier place for me to start strength was mentally an easier place for you to start well
0: part of the reason that it was easier for me to start with that as well is because i didn't have to leave the house i know right because a big part of my inconsistency was my mom guilt right was not wanting to leave my children because that made me feel like I was being a bad mom
1: right so you could stay in the house you could I was they in were the house. still right there
0: they were napping you know mm-hmm. I could do it during nap time or I could do it uh, before they woke up or I could do it before bedtime it was still some like here in the house so I felt like I was here if they needed me if
1: they needed you you could pause the DVD and pause, you were right there
0: right. Right. So um, that was the way for me to mentally wrap my head around it. That might not be the same for you. And that's okay. Like you might be the person that's like, I just need to get out of the house. Right. And so running might be that thing for you. And that's fantastic. But just start where you are and start with something manageable.
1: All right. So on to. Like kind of our, our second person here, the person that's second been group. Uh, sort of consistent, but they may have fallen off a little bit for the last month or so. Like if you're looking at it from like a New Year's perspective, this is the person that may have fallen off their consistency through the holidays. But this could happen at any time during the year. Absolutely. Like you might not be listening to this when the episode came out, and you could still find yourself mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I was consistent. This often follows a big race, also. Mm-hmm. You had a big race, and then you're like, Well, I need to take some time to recover, and that like few. Days to recover stretched into a month. And now you're like, okay, well, now what do I do? How do I get back?
0: Right. Exactly. So, one of the big mistakes that we see people making if they fall into this category is that they start exactly where they left off. Right. And, or even like number two, I I don't want to say worse because I don't like to pass judgment. But (laughs) one of the other things that people do, like to take it a step further, we'll say it that way, right, is that they either start exactly where they left off or They take it one step further and try to make up for lost time and try to do extra now to get back to where they were quicker. Or in in the case of New Year's and, you know, if if they fell off during December, they want to be able to burn off the holiday weight that they gained, right? Like maybe they gained a couple pounds over the holidays. So now instead of just going back to where they were before, they're trying to do where they were plus extra, (laughs) right, to try to get rid of that, that extra holiday weight and reestablish consistency all at the same time. And what happens then is that a lot of people that fall into this category, you know, the people that are making these mistakes is that they end up doing too much too soon, which leads to pain, injury, excessive fatigue. Um, and and this other thing that I think is sneaky, right? And I, and I wanted to make sure that I put this in here because- This one
1: I, might even be more important, but it's sneaky how it's, it comes it's out. It's sneaky, guy.
0: but it's very, very important. And it's this idea that They think that they're completely out of shape and they feel like they've lost everything that they've been working so hard for just because they took off for the past month or the past couple of weeks, right? And this is such an important thing that I think is like, we need to point this out, right? Because I think that so many runners fall into this trap. They don't want to take recovery after a marathon, right? They don't wanna stop running and they don't wanna rest because they think, I don't wanna lose all the fitness. I worked so hard to build up to this 10K, this half marathon, this full marathon, whatever it might be, I don't wanna lose it. And when they do end up, actually resting or taking recovery time because their body needs it because they try to go out and run and their body's like, nope, (laughs) right? And like Kevin said, a lot of times that those couple of days stretch into a week, stretch into a couple of weeks and all of a sudden it's a month later. There's inertia. And you haven't done it, right? Right then it's like this this guilt and this shame and this thinking, oh, I've just lost everything. I am completely out of shape. And that's just simply not true, okay? All is not lost. Gentle consistency is the path back. Again, going back to what we were talking about before, all or nothing is not the best way for you to get back into it. Gentle consistency is.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things, if you have not been running for a while and you talk about consistency, again, let's stick with the like three times a week. But a lot of people, especially in this like the shorter term inconsistency, Mm -hmm. usually have gone to like nothing. Like a lot of it's like, "Uh, I mean, I ran once last week and I think at the beginning of the week before, maybe that that's like it's so little that your body's not getting that physical impact Mm -hmm. of running. So if you try and come back to where you were a couple of weeks ago, where you were a month ago, your body's going to get way more sore than it needs to be coming back into it.
0: Right. And when they feel that soreness, that's when they think, oh my gosh, I'm completely out of I'm shape. I'm
1: completely out of shape. No, your body just literally hasn't had the impact that running is for a little while. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to feel super sore. This happens to everybody after just a small amount of time mm-hmm. off, because one of the first things that you lose is your body's ability to handle that pounding over and over. But it comes back remarkably fast, mm-hmm. like your body's ability to do actually be like, Oh, yeah. Running and banging on the ground repeatedly, over and over and over again. Yeah. I do that thing.
0: Yeah, I like to think of it as like you know the there's the old saying. It's just like riding a bike, sure. right? Like you maybe you haven't ridden a bike in a long time, but you get back on back on and, and you have muscle memory. You remember how to do it.
1: I know you go riding around with no experience. You're like yeah, I haven't ridden a bike in a while, and I'm like, but you're doing it backwards without hands. And what are you doing over <laughs> like your ability to ride a bike when you hadn't for a while? You're like, let's see if I remember how to ride hands free. I'm like, I. I am not going to see if I remember how to write
0: hands-free. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, but the other thing, you know, a bike kind of seems like a simple metaphor, but I was thinking about like playing softball again after timeout, like adult softball leagues, sure. right? So I was a competitive softball player in high school growing up. And then in, in, even in college and grad school, I played intramural sports, right? But then there was adult leagues. Like mm-hmm. when we started to, when we moved to, uh, where we live now and we decided to settle down and like find some activities this was before we had kids -kids. pre-kids pre-kids um there was uh, an adult softball league that i decided to sign up for i had a friend that that convinced me to, to start playing right and it was like i was a little rusty at first i was a little nervous right but I quickly regained my skills and abilities because they're there. And it's the same thing with your running. You didn't lose it. It's just been dormant for a little while. Like I still know how to play softball. I still know, but like, you know, I still had to kind of get the timing down a little bit. It had been a a really long time since I had played slow pitch, right? Because I, I grew up, I played slow pitch for, I think, one or two years before we switched over to fast pitch in our leagues in my area um and then I played fast pitch throughout and so slow pitch was definitely an adjustment Quite <laughs> quite the adjustment um, to try to remember how to the timing of like the slow pitch and and that those kinds of things but as far as like fielding and throwing and you just know what to do you can trust your body and again i was pretty sore at the beginning right like my shoulder was sore my arm was sore because in my head i'm still that like high school all-star softball player right throwing you know, the person out at home plate for the, from center field. Yeah,
1: no, you're still gunning people down and you're, <laughs> you're like, oh like, man, I am going to feel that one.
0: But, but you don't think it that night, the not, next not morning, the, <laughs> the next morning you do. Right. But like, so you might be a little rusty at first and that's what your body's feeling like when when you get back out there for those first few runs and you're like oh my god why does it hurt so much it's just a little little rust little tin man actually and, you just need a little oil
1: and it's going to be fine it's going to
0: be fine and
1: here's the the best part of this is if you've taken off the, like a month or so, you're going to be able to come back in usually half or less time. Right, like you can get back to roughly where you were.
0: Right, your fitness is really you have lost so minimal amount of minimal to no fitness.
1: Right, yeah. Like you lost you lost a little bit of like that feeling of the impact. You lost a slight amount of your endurance. You probably lost some fast twitch stuff because mm-hmm. it's it's actually really easy to pick up. That's the first. So it's to also go. easy to lose. Right, um, but. Because it's anything that you lost really over a short time period, you could also get back over a short time period, which is is kind of nice. To, yeah.
0: So to what do you of. think is the best way for people that fit into this category for them to get back into it?
1: All right. So you're going to feel a little bit stiff and sore and uncomfortable when you start. So if you've taken a few weeks off here, come back at 50%. Don't come back at a hundred because it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for more soreness than you need to experience. 50% of what? Of your, like your weekly volume. So if you were running 20 miles a week and you had some good consistency there, come back at 10. Okay. Okay. You could also just change the number of days per week, but I'd rather try and maintain that however many days per week you'd like to be working out Mm -hmm. and then just cut the time back on all of them. I'd still, I'd go the same way that you went on the, the greater inconsistency stick with time. Mm -hmm. Like if you've been running 20 miles per week, 30 miles per week, whatever the number is, be like, all right, that gets takes me roughly this amount of time just for an easy number. Let's say that you were working out for six hours. Now you're at three. Mm -hmm. Hey, just take whatever that time is. And that might not be the same. You might not be cutting half of the distance because you might be going a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. It's going to take you a couple of weeks and you will be able to nicely build yourself back up. This is also a great time where the the whole 10% mileage build, like rule of thumb is totally bogus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't really need to worry about like adding 10%. If it's, if you've been inconsistent for less than a month, it's going to be okay. You're going to be able to get back into it quicker than that. Um, so 50% of your last kind of weekly training load. So, yep. um, and going by time, not distance, Definitely but, time, not distance. but so when you, I, I like what you said, and this was what I was going to ask you is that you want to maintain the same number of days that you are working out. You're just going to cut each of those workouts in half,
1: right? Because then you can kind of boost all those things back. Mm-hmm. Cause if you were working out four days a week, Consistently coming back at two days a week does not scream consistent. It screams inconsistent. So get back to that four days a week, just cut the time on mm-hmm. all of them across the board. Yeah. And so you could go like you could probably be back and feeling phenomenal in like three weeks because you could do like 50%, 70%, and back.
0: Yeah. And I think that this is another thing that we want to point out again is don't beat yourself up over it, right? Like it happened. Learn and let go. You know, learn what led to your inconsistency, figure out some of any of the lessons that you might need to kind of see and then let it go and just get back into it. Right. And don't be that person that's like, no, if I don't run five or six miles every single run, it's not worth it. It's
1: not a real workout
0: right now. Getting back into it, it is. Okay. Doing two or three miles or 30 minutes is totally worth it. It's totally the best way for you to get back into it nice and gentle, decrease risk of injury, allowing your body just to kind of readapt. That's a fantastic way to do it. Okay. So don't beat yourself up. Just get back into it.
1: Yeah. Learn and let go. There's also it, this could fall into the people that may have completely chosen that maybe they were out of town, maybe they had people visiting in Mm -hmm. town and they were like, you know what? I am going to put my exercise on the back burner for the last couple of weeks of the year and I'll be back in January. Mm -hmm. This is the healthy way to come back. Right. Like maybe you're not at all beating yourself up over it. It's still the healthy way to come back. Start at half, start at 50% and then you can come back much, much nicer than trying to just leap all the way back in.
0: Yeah. I love that because it might've been a conscious choice and Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome to acknowledge as well. All right. Group number three, you are already consistent, but you want to accomplish a new goal, okay? So maybe it's 2023, you've decided, I'm going to run my first half marathon this year. Or I'm going to run my f- first full marathon this year. Whatever new goal so many goals you've set for yourself, there. there's a lot of different things that people have that are, you know, that they're taking into the new year. So a couple of the common mistakes that we see from people in this group is that they tend to just repeat what they've always done because that's what they know, right? Like if, if you've never, if you are shooting for a new goal and you're not quite sure how to achieve it, then a lot of times people just kind of keep repeating what they've always done um, or maybe they change it at first, but a lot of times people will regress back to what they know.
1: I think that second one happens all the time of, well, it's a new goal. So I'm going to have to approach this differently. But as things start getting complicated, as life starts coming up, you go to this default and the default is always whatever you've been doing.
0: Right. And the thing is like, so say, say you've chosen a new race distance, right? You might download a plan from the internet. That's usually where people go is to coach Google at first and they find like a training plan. But a lot of times if you don't, understand that training plan or understand why you're doing certain things on that training plan again it can go back to well I, i'm just going to go back to running right like yes. you see oh there's a tempo run on the thing i'm not quite sure what that means like what pace am i supposed to be doing that at how hard should that feel uh, i'm just going to go out and run right yep, and mean- so you end up like basically not following the plan because it it doesn't make sense to you. Oh,
1: because it doesn't look exactly like your old plan. Right. So stick with the old plan. Maybe you're upping your race distance. So you just do the same as you did before. But more. And you just do a little bit more of it. Right. right? You do exactly what you did before, but you just make your long run a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's not exactly how you're just going to train for a longer distance. Well,
0: it's not correct. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that people do is they try to piece together information from multiple sources to try to figure out kind of the best plan. And or the them,
1: one that they like the best. Or
0: the one they like the best, but like I think that like especially people that are listening to this podcast are like, okay, I get it. Like I need a personalized plan, so I need to figure out how I'm going to make this plan work best for me. And so they take information from multiple sources, and it just ends up being a complete piecemeal together type of thing, and not a cohesive, comprehensive plan. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not a one plus one equals three. It's more like one plus one plus one plus one equals. One. Like it just doesn't add up. There's no cumulative. There's not...
0: why did you say one plus one equals three?
1: Well, that's like the best plan of like you do, you do a little bit of this, you do a little bit of that, and it actually gets you greater uh, results. Gotcha. Like when you properly combine like your endurance training, your strength training, you get better than doing either separate. It it comes up and creates an even stronger, more powerful runner. <laughs> mm-hmm. But sometimes if you're just putting together bits and pieces of things, that's not exactly how it works. You you end up with less than what each of them together should add up to. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. So a lot of times what we see, like if people are not really changing what they've done or not really making adjustments is that they end up not making the progress that they want. Right. Because doing what you've always done is going to get you to the same place and you have to change it up if you want a different outcome.
1: Right. And I mean, that's the problem with people that get these goals. And they're like, all right, I want the goal. I want to change my plan. But it turns out that they don't want to change their plan. They just want the goal. What do you mean? And so you come up with-
0: Give us an example.
1: New year, new goal. I've trained for half marathon. I've done half marathons. Now I want to, I'd like to cross the finish line of marathon, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to put in the work to do it. So it ends up looking like a lot of the plans that you've done before, which- is lovely if you were racing for a half marathon, mm. but now you've changed what the goal is. This happens a lot sometimes when people are like, I want to run a lot more miles this year than I did last year. Okay, Great. You can't just throw more miles on the thing. You need to make sure that you have the appropriate strength base behind that before you go from like a thousand miles in a year up to 2000 miles in a year. And you also can't just jump to the higher mileage. You have to slowly build your way to that. So the question is, do you actually want to do all of the little steps along the way that get to the goal? Or do you just want to say, I I have the goal? Mm. Like, are you willing to put in all of the steps. This is, you know, we talked about this a couple of episodes back of like, are you, are you there for the process or do you just want the prize at the end? Because if, if all you want is the prize, mm-hmm. then you're not really going to enjoy the process. And because you don't enjoy it, you might not actually do the process and front the steps along the way.
0: Right. And I think that this is why it's so important to find a plan that works for you in your current life circumstances, or decide to adjust your life circumstances to fit your goal. I think it's one or the other, or it can be like a blend of both. It can be a little bit of a blend of both. But I think that this is so, so important. So again, you have to find a plan that's going to fit into your current life circumstances, because if you don't want to change your life, right? Like if you want to run a marathon, say, sure. say that sounds like that's what I want to achieve yeah. here, right? Running a marathon requires lifestyle change
1: 100% okay
0: if you are currently running 5k 10k half marathon upping all the way to a marathon is a big jump and I I don't think people always give it the amount of respect that it deserves they're like oh yeah it's just running more but it's not just running more it's also increasing your strength training so that you have a strong enough foundation so that you don't get hurt it's increasing the amount that you're sleeping and recovering as well it's increasing your nutrition and trying to figure that whole thing out like nutrition is a whole building block inside of marathon training because Not only do you have to just eat more, you have to figure out what kind of fuel is best for my body. What does my body respond best to? There's a lot of trial and error and experimentation in that. And people don't realize how much time and effort and research and trial and error that takes.
1: Well, I mean, I think that the recovery is a huge part of this. Also, people are like, oh, okay. So for a marathon, I just have to make a a much longer long run. So that's going to take a little bit more time. Maybe that's going to give me an extra hour, hour and a half on the weekend. But it's not just that. Then you have to make sure that you actually are fueling yourself afterwards, Mm -hmm. that you're sleeping enough, that you're recovering enough. There are plenty of people that put themselves on marathon plan and they're like, yeah, I did my long run this morning and then I laid around and didn't do anything for the rest of the day. Right. Because I had no energy to accomplish anything for the rest of the day. Well, that might not fit your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the ability to not do anything for the rest of the day.
0: Right. So are you willing to adjust your life circumstances to fit your goal, which is what's required for a lot of really big goals, especially as you keep going longer and longer and you need more recovery, right? You need to be able to fit naps in maybe, or you need to be able to fit, um, going to bed earlier into your schedule. Like there's a lot of other things that you're going to need to do. So are you willing to do that? Or do you want A plan and a goal that fit into your current lifestyle because it's it it needs to be one or the other or you can make like smaller adjustments right like you can you can try to blend both but a lot of times when you are trying for a brand new goal and you are trying to do something new you have to be willing to adjust your life circumstances in order to achieve that goal the degree to which you would need to adjust is different based on who you are what your current level of training looks like what your current lifestyle looks like what that training goal is right there's a lot of factors that go into it but if you're trying to achieve a new goal you're going to need to make adjustments and that includes both your training and the rest of your life as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. And here's the thing, if it's a brand new goal and you're making all these changes, you're not guaranteed that they're gonna work. Like you have to give it a shot. And Mm -hmm. part of the whole idea of accomplishing this, whatever your big new goal is, is the willingness to accept that a lot of the year is experimenting. That a lot of the year is like, all right, I'm gonna, put all this work in and the goal is still not guaranteed Mm -hmm. and that's why i say that you have to actually enjoy the steps along the way because the goal is still not guaranteed
0: right right so is there anything else you think is important to point out here because
1: I mean, I think that's kind of the big things that we want to get off of that. That third option is accept that there needs to be changes Mm -hmm. in there and not just keep doing what you're doing and be like, oh, I mean, I did it last year. If I do it again, I'll be even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll be better if you have the same goal. You might be a little bit better than you were at that goal last year. But if you have a totally new, different goal, you need a new, different approach.
0: Yeah. and, and, And I think, again but be willing to adjust your lifestyle if you want to achieve a new goal. I think that that's really really important. Like we talk about being real life runners here because we believe that running needs to fit into your real life and then your your real life obviously affects your running. And while it's true that running needs to fit into your real life, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to fit it into the same box in your real life. If you're trying to increase your goal, if you're trying to improve even further, there might be adjustments that you need to make in your real life. So you need to ask yourself and be completely honest with yourself. What am I willing to adjust? And what am I not willing to adjust? How much time am I willing to devote to my training? Is And is that enough time to achieve the goal that I want to achieve? Because if there's a disconnect there, then now might not be the right time to achieve that goal. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone. I'm not saying that your goal is too big or that you shouldn't do it. I'm just telling you, take an honest look at if, if that goal fits into your life, the way that you want your life to look right now, because just because the answer might be, okay, I don't really want to make that adjustment this year. Maybe in five years, your life is going to look different, right? Like maybe you have small kids right now and you know that they are taking a lot of your time. Maybe you have a really busy job or a really busy season in your career right now. Maybe you just started a new career and, and you're really trying to work up the, the corporate ladder or the, you know into your career path.
1: Yeah, if you're pushing for a promotion, that right. might not be the time to be like, yeah, I've been doing 5Ks, but I think a marathon is yeah. in the books. No, it, it's not. <laughs>
0: it, well, maybe it is, right? But like, you need to be able to make that choice because maybe it is. Maybe you wanna you know, um, go up in your career and you also wanna train for a marathon, but then that means you're you're going to have to maybe adjust your social life sure. right there's always going to be something that you there's need to, buckets you
1: can pull from there's
0: lots of different buckets so you need to always be willing okay what adjustments am i willing to make and does that match up with the goal that i want to achieve because if you repeat what you've always done you're going to get the same results. So in order to achieve a new goal, you're going to have to make adjustments and you're going to have to be willing to make those adjustments. And uh, that's going to be leading to the best chance of success.
1: Right. And the key is when you make those adjustments, are you still happy? Yeah. Because if the goal is going to make you happy, but the entire process of getting there makes you unhappy, is that really a goal that you want to shoot for? I think that your goal, mm-hmm. all the process along the way, and when you get to whatever the race is or whatever the big goal is, that should bring joy, but show so. so so should the steps.
0: Absolutely. So that's what we've got for you guys today. If you found this helpful, again, we would love for you to share it with a friend. We would be, appreciate so much if you went and left us a review on iTunes. You guys can leave us multiple reviews. You can leave a review every episode if you want, or if you, you know, if there was one episode that particularly resonated with you, you can leave um, a review on the podcast as a whole or on specific episodes. So um, thank you in advance for all of you that have done that. And, um, again, that website, if you guys want to get the running snapshot, you head over to realliferunners.com forward slash snapshot for you to get that. Uh, it's a one page PDF download for you to get an accurate picture of where you are in your running right now. And as always, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the real life runners podcast episode number 288. Now get out there and run your life.